Welcome to another episode of The Pity Party. We are three Muslim Canadian women with disabilities born in different parts of the world, landing here at different stages in our lives in the greater Toronto area with lived experience combined of over 150 years to share with you through our stories and experiences, our trials and triumphs. My name is Rabia and I'm blind. My name is Rafia and I'm in a wheelchair. My name is Omaya and I am in a wheelchair too. In today's conversation, we are going to talk about gratitude, being grateful, giving thanks. After all, last weekend was Thanksgiving. We always take advantage of this time of the year because when else can we get halal birds, halal turkeys to cook? Yes, I cook, even though I can't see what I'm cooking. So, ladies, what do we end up doing on these holidays? You want to share a little bit about giving thanks? Of course, we give thanks every day as Muslims, several times a day. We say, Alhamdulillah, you know, praise be to God, gratitude. We're very grateful. As women with disabilities, we're grateful. You know, people have a hard time imagining that we're grateful for our disabilities. We don't want somebody else's. You know, Rafia, Omaya, I love you. But you know what? I'd rather be blind than use a wheelchair. <laughs> I heard that before, Rabia. <laughs> you know but, what? Rabia, I tell you the truth. I would rather use a wheelchair than be blind. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, it's mutual. <laughs> I guess I guess it's what we get used to, right? So I'm used to the wheelchair. I'm okay with it, right? Absolutely. I'm used to not seeing. <laughs> yeah. And, and about the gratitude, you're right. Like many people would wonder, like, what are you they ask me what are you thankful for like why are you so thankful you can't even walk right and i used to say like uh, like yes maybe i can't walk which is one thing right but there is 99 other blessings that i have you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that i should be thankful for so if i focus on just the walking part you know i'm not going to get anywhere so i like to focus on the blessings that i have and what what you know and what can i do with it and how it helped me like navigate life absolutely absolutely and for me gratitude is a very very important part of my life actually every single day i i i have this this morning ritual where i would you know practice gratitude like and really in the moment of it and i would you know and this this gratitude practice is that i put my hand in my heart and, and think about three things that I'm grateful for. And it could be, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, major or significant, just it could be very little things. I'm, I'm grateful that I, you know, I have a home. I'm grateful that I can, you know, I have food. I'm grateful that I have an attendant who shows up in the morning, you know, little things like that. It makes a big, big difference. And so when we start the day with gratitude, everything just falls in place, you know, subhanAllah. Yeah, like and we always um, have fun stories around this stuff too. You know, um, one of my stories that I often tell is 
you know, yes, we're grateful, but people have a hard time imagining that we could be grateful for, for living, breathing, existing, right? Um, eons ago, uh, maybe 20 years or more, I, I used to work. I had a day job. I worked for somebody rather than running my own agency or doing all this other stuff that I do independently. Um, it was an employment service for people with disabilities, employment access. And I had to go to a meeting downtown. So I called a cab, you know, uh, in Mississauga. And when I uh, got into that cab, of course, I disclosed when I called in that I'm blind and, you know, he'll have to look for me, not me looking for him. Uh, of course, it's often men driving taxis around here. So I got into that cab and the brother asks me, my Punjabi brother asks me, oh, uh, what is this place? And I said, employment services for people with disabilities. And he goes, oh, are you here looking for a job? I said, nope, I work here. Oh, you're blind. Yeah. Does that mean you don't see anything? Nope, I don't see anything. I'm so sorry for you. I said, why are you sorry for me? Because you can't see all the beautiful things in the world. And I said, I laughed and I said, I don't see all the ugly things in the world either. You know? <laughs> and, and he was just flabbergasted with my approach and whatever. And on a good day, yeah, seeing is not an issue. On a bad day, I can be miserable. I can complain. I can feel sorry for myself. I can have a pity party all <laughs> by myself. I don't need anybody else to join in. You know, like when my husband, my kids now, my father refused to drive me or the cab company doesn't show up or I don't know how to use the Uber app. You know, I can have a pity party because suddenly I'm facing barriers. And, and, and I think that's, you know, important to also acknowledge. Yeah. You know, my pity party is when I'm cooking, Rabia, you mentioned before that I like cooking. <laughs> and I like to cook early in the morning when I have more energy. There's nobody around. And I need something from the top shelf. So I sit there, look at it and meditate and think, <laughs> how the heck am I going to get it, right? <laughs> There's no one around. They're all sleeping. And they all say, why do you have to cook so early in the morning and when we're not around? And Okay, this is the time that I like to do it. And so this is my pity party. Right? I sit there and I look up and I say, oh, my God, if only I can get that thing, right? So I can finish my food. So. Yeah. For me, for me too, I, I love cooking. I absolutely adore cooking. And it's like, it brings such joy to me. And when I'm cooking, I like to be alone in the kitchen too, like for me. But my, my pity party is when I can't open a jar. That yeah. is my one. Because I can only use one hand, and it's, tr it's very, very difficult to open, you know, a jar. So that is my, you know, my little pet peeve there. <clears throat> like, Rabia, I remember about meat. We were talking about halal meat. Remember when we went to that butcher a while back? <laughs> remember, Rabia? So I have a scooter. Just imagine this. I have a scooter, like battery operated. I'm sitting in it. And Rabia can't see, so she holds on to my back, and I'm driving. People, what people think, she's pushing me. So I get all the hits, because she doesn't look, you know, she doesn't look like she has a disability. So we arrive to this butcher guy, <coughs> and he's looking at me, and his jaw dropped. He feels so bad for me, not for Rabia. 
<laughs> then he told Rabia, what's wrong with her? Rabia said, what? Ask her. She can hear, right? <coughs> Sorry. And he said, I know. He said, no, no. What's really wrong with her? He doesn't have the heart to, to ask. I'm listening to him. He doesn't have the heart to ask me. Poor guy. She Poor said, guy. Do you know? Yeah. She said to him, do you know she make more money than you? I said to her, Rabia, did you have to say that now? We got him where we want him. He was going to give us the best meat. Right? <laughs> you just wait until we place the order, get the meat, then you can tell them the news, right? <laughs> uh, the guy was so puzzled, poor thing. Like, he couldn't grasp it. But yeah, that's like our meat story, Rabia, I remember. <laughs> well, we have ton of those stories. We have tons of those. So cooking, let's talk about cooking. Now, I've been to both of your homes. Your kitchens are very different. Do you want to explain what uh, unique setup you have to cook? Like for me, I don't have a unique setup. And I don't like being alone in the kitchen because what's most frustrating for me is getting that can and not knowing what it is. You know, sometimes I've opened several cans to figure out which one is uh, chickpeas versus black eyed peas, you know, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, left them open. So I like having somebody around to just help me get things and, and do things faster, you know, rather than opening every spice jar to smell it. Yes, there are ways to organize yourself and label and use technology, but it takes a lot of time. I work at a rapid pace. I have a full life. I have too many things going on, too many responsibilities. And, you know, cooking is not my favorite thing to do. I do it when I have to. But I and, like to avoid it. I'm and like, the challenge, Rabia, we have families. Like, we're not alone in yeah. our house. Like, I feel like I can't customize the whole kitchen to me, right? Of what's good. Because I have a family. They cook too. They prepare. They warm up. They do this. Like, I can't have it just for me. And like you, I'm busy. Like, I have a full-time job. So I don't really... Like, I am not the chef in the house. Like, I cook, true, but I can't afford it. Like, some days, it depends on my job. Some days, my job take the best of my day. So, I like to have, like, a kitchen that is really mm -hmm. mine. And uh, everything is low kind of thing. Like, you know, where I can reach it, that would be like heaven. You mm -hmm. know, but I don't know when that will happen, right? Well, my kitchen, my kitchen is accessible. And I love it. I love it. And um, everything is low and I have a countertop just for myself. And the reason why I like to be alone in the kitchen is because I want my space. I'm not going to turn around and I'm going to run into somebody in my wheelchair. I want my space. But what I do do is I have my attendant do all the prep work before, you know, cut this up, cut that up, do this, do that, prepare this, prepare that. So what? When I'm coming, when I come in the kitchen, I'm good to go. And then, you know, one of the things I love doing too is because I'm alone in the kitchen, I love to put on like an audio book and you just listen to that while I'm doing yeah. my stuff. You know, yeah. So Same. you know, yeah. So, so you like so, Rafia, because mm. of your one hand, do you not chop things? I do chop things. I do chop, but it takes it takes more time. It takes longer. And, you know, I, I have to be careful not to overuse my hand. I do things differently. Say, for example, I, when I cook rice, for example, and I want to straight, I, I usually straighten my rice, right? 
and it's hot and it's heavy and I have to be careful. So I put a little placement mat and I put a pot on that and I and I drag it towards the sink to, to do that. So it's just different ways and how to do things. Like I would cook dal differently, you know, uh, than how the regular person would cook it because like putting a ladle with, with, with oil and, and, and garlic on it on the fire directly and, and then adding that into the pot is very dangerous. So I start with that in the beginning, you know, so I, I change things up to make sure that it's accessible for me. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a little secret. It's not a secret after it goes public, right? Uh, I very particular how I chop, how I cut, how I cook, what goes first, second, third, five, ten, right? So <laughs> I like my own way. I don't mind somebody helping me. But if they chop the onions like the size of Ontario, I don't like it. Like it ruined the thing for me, you know? Like I want it to be fine chopped certain things, right? <clears throat> so I, I like things a particular way, but uh, I learned to shut up. I only dictate like when I have time and when I'm around and I can do it, right? Any mm -hmm. other time, I taught myself just to accept it, you know, and overlook. So why, so why can't you not train your attendant to cut it up in the right way? I did, but it's just, everybody has a style, Rafia. You can train people. She's very nice, don't get me wrong. Like, I have my style, she has her style, right? So sometimes, yes, it works, but sometimes she go back to her own way of cooking, like, uh, you mm -hmm. know, which, which is fine. Yeah, you end up compromising, right? When yeah, you, yeah, you have to compromise, people, You end up compromising on flavors and... and yeah. Little little things like you Absolutely. you learn to be grateful for the bigger thing and Absolutely. not you know get fixated on on, on the little things. Absolutely. Fun fact: I can chop onions and not tear up. <laughs> not tear up because I can close my eyes and chop away. What's your secret? Good job of chopping, but I probably give other people heart attacks because they think I'm going to chop off my fingers. Okay, so now we know where to go to. We want our audience chopped, right, Rabia? <laughs> so we are full of gratitude. Mm -hmm. We have our highs and lows. Right. We experience a lot of pity reactions from people when we access any kind of services or you know it, it, when we're paying customers right like in the in the cab i was a paying customer at the butcher shop we were paying customers and yet people recognize our disability and the pity party just begins and we have our own pity parties in our lives too those days that we don't feel so grateful for our reality because of the barriers that we face around us, things beyond our control that impact our independence, our choices, our daily living activities. So on that note, we will wrap up another episode of The Pity Party. Thank you for watching. Thank you.